My entitled roommate steals money from me as well as my personal belongings, claiming that I need to fix up her house and pay for stuff that is breaking all over the place. But I simply wasn't taking that sitting down. As I move out the next day, all while plotting my revenge of getting back at her and claiming my stuff once and for all. Here's what happened. So I was in the process of joining the military, simply waiting for the day to enter service, with the expectation that it would take at least a month, but no more than a year. My apartment lease had expired, and month-to-month payment wasn't an option, so I was looking for some short-term housing. I was single, working two part-time jobs, and had cash in my savings. Now, I'm quiet, I'm flexible, and I have simple needs. I just needed the simplest of accommodations, so I went to Craigslist. I met with a woman who advertised a room for rent. We'll call her Jill. Jill is not her real name. Jill was 20-something, single, and came from a wealthy family who bought her this small three-bedroom house. They also gave her a nice car and paid for her bills. Jill didn't like to work and instead sold her art as some kind of job. She made awful graphic art fan fiction on her PC and probably never sold anything, but was completely obsessed with her own work and would talk about it constantly. Jill also had pets. She had so many pets, like 20 cats, four dogs, and a room full of birds out of their cages, as well as several aquariums. It was a bit weird, as well as a slightly skewed version of reality, but she seemed nice. She had a room available and the price was okay. I would pay a flat rate for rent and utilities, provide my own food, and come and go as I please. Neither of us ever signed anything, but instead just sent out the details via text and email. Now she benefited from my moving in, as I had transferred my cable internet connection to her house. I got the modem hooked up and used my own wireless router and let her use it for free. I also have carpentry experience, so I helped her repair some door frames and some wood trim in addition to patching up some drywall. I helped her out a lot, all while requesting nothing in return. The first week was really nice. Things fell apart rapidly after that. She became manipulative, started making financial demands. Apparently, the electrical bill was high, and I needed to pay my part of it. She had bought enough groceries for both of us without informing me that this is what she was going to do. But now, that milk had soured, and the bread had molded. So she was demanding that I pay for the wasted groceries. And this went on and on about other things around the house. Individually, these didn't bother me that much, but there was a pattern. After just weeks, my living expenses had tripled the agreed-upon amount. I told her that this couldn't happen anymore. I would pay the agreed-upon amount and buy my own food. Period. End of story. This settled things for maybe about a week. I got back from work, and in my room, my guitar was gone, and in its place was a bill. A bill from a plumber who had installed a toilet. Apparently, my bathroom needed some work done, and Jill had lost all trust that I I would fulfill my financial obligations, claiming that I had freaked out about money before. So my guitar was locked away in her bedroom until I paid for her toilet upgrade. She literally added a padlock onto her bedroom door. So at this point, it was time to get out. I told her I was moving out the next day. Thankfully, a friend already offered me his guest bedroom. I told her that she could keep the guitar, especially since it was a $100 pawn shop guitar. It wasn't worth anything. I wasn't going to pay to fix her house anymore. While I was packing things up, a discussion involving my modem came up. She was taking an online class since she now finally had an internet connection. She would get her own connection in a few days. And while I was angry with her, I was not yet vengeful. I agreed to let her use it until my connection got transferred over. A week later, I called Jill the day before the cable transfer. She said she would drop off the equipment, oddly, only while I was at work. I texted a reminder, please don't forget to drop off the modem. And she responded, 
I left it in a bag outside your front door. It was weird, but whatever. I got home that night and there was no bag and there was no modem. I texted her and said, did you leave it at the right house? I can't find it. But she just responded by saying yes. So cable got installed, but still I didn't have a modem and it will cost me if I don't turn in the old one. So now I'm vengeful. She's extorted money and I've been nothing but helpful and considerate. She has stolen my things and now she's probably lying and stealing more things, which will cost me even more money. Jill took a pottery class on Thursdays, so she was out of the house for two hours. Her front door had a combination keypad for entry instead of keys. She claimed she would change the combo when I left, but probably didn't know how to do it. I waited until after the time she left. I drove past and I saw that no one was home. So I parked a block away, walked to the front door, and entered the code. And guess what? The code still worked. I walked straight to her bedroom that was not padlocked anymore, and I looked around and there was my router and modem, right where they shouldn't be. It was really weird. So I grabbed my modem and my router, as well as my guitar. And then, as a bit of revenge, I insert an old copy of Windows 98 into her CD-ROM. I boot up the CD, and I set to work formatting her hard drive. She can complete the Windows 98 installation later and deal with that process regardless of my involvement. And as a result of me doing this to her computer, she probably won't be able to retrieve her art and her homework. So I was back in my car within five minutes, and ten minutes later, I was back in my friend's place. Jill's pottery class still had another hour. I texted her and I said, I finally found the modem and the bag. It must have blown into the bushes. Thanks for dropping it off. And I would love to imagine whatever flurry of emotions she must have experienced at that moment. She called me in a frantic rage about 30 minutes later. She screamed, you stole from me. So I responded by saying, what? Jill, what are you talking about? She continued by screaming, you broke into my house and you stole from me. But I played dumb. I said, wait, someone broke into the house? I'm sorry. I don't know anything about that. What did they take? Now her remarkable psychological gymnastic skills walks right up to the edge of almost admitting that she lied to me and stole my things. She then decides to psychologically backflip away from that admission. She couldn't do it. Her story was not compatible with reality. All she could muster was rage and empty threats. And thankfully, that phone call was the last time I ever heard from her. Honestly, at that point, the stuff and the money involved was worth less to me than the fact that she had so much rage, but couldn't do anything about it. But with all things considered, especially with what she put me through when I lived with her, I'm honestly glad that she got exactly what was coming. What an awful roommate. But first and foremost, you seriously look for a place to live on Craigslist? Like, that is seriously a sketchy place to start when it comes to looking for a place to live. Because you have no idea who you're gonna meet. And that seriously could have been so bad. Not to mention all the pets that she has. 20 cats and 4 dogs and a room full of birds out of their cages? That place must have been disgusting. I honestly can't imagine living there, but I also can't imagine having someone basically try to milk me for money. Like, that is unacceptable to the highest degree. So I'm really glad you got your stuff back, and I'm glad that you were able to enact some kind of revenge. Because this lady seriously was crazy, and it's probably a really good thing that you got out of there as soon as you could. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. I had a major medical event a few months ago, and I feel like my boyfriend isn't doing enough to show that he cares, or to show that he's even making me a priority. And at this point, I don't know what to do. So I met my boyfriend in college, and we were dating off and on for a few years. Things didn't work out in college for various reasons, but we reconnected about two and a half years ago, and started long distance dating a little over a year ago. He's a great guy, and I love him, but I feel myself getting bothered by some of the choices he's made over the past 
past few months. Now, long story short, I had a major medical event a few months ago. I don't want to disclose too many details here, but it's stuff involving a brain injury, basically. I was in the hospital as well as rehab for a month. I got lucky, and the deficits I initially had involving the incident have since reversed, but doctors can't figure out what caused it, which obviously still has me on edge. In some respects, my boyfriend has been really great since this happened. He calls me almost every day, despite the distance, and gives me surprise gifts as well. He's attentive to me when I want to talk about how I'm feeling about all of this. In spite of that, I can't help but feel a little disappointed about a few things that have happened. For starters, he never actually visited me while I was in the hospital. He did ask me around day two, when I was hospitalized, whether I wanted him to come or not. But in my sedated state of mind, I said I didn't want him to come along because I didn't want him to see me like this. And while I don't hold it against him that he followed my instructions, I guess I just thought that maybe he would have tried again later on, after it was apparent I was going to be there for weeks. He only finally came to visit me last month, which was a full three months after the incident, and it was only for a weekend. He is visiting me again this month, which I have been really looking forward to, because I thought it was going to be a longer visit, but he's only coming for a long weekend since he has work, which wouldn't really bother me at all, except for the fact that he took a week off from work earlier this month to take a trip with one of his college friends. I feel kind of hurt that he was willing to use so much of his time off for a friend group trip, but was not willing to divide his time off more equally to be able to see me for a little longer. And the cherry on top of all of this was that the trip with his college friend included one of his ex-friends with benefits, who was absolutely awful to me in college. My boyfriend told me during that trip that he is dating someone and not available, but he didn't tell her he's dating me because she absolutely would have flipped out. Adding to all of this, part of what makes things more complicated is that he currently lives very close to his parents and helps them take care of things around their house, which in and of itself is totally cool. I even think it's kind of sweet, but part of this is that his parents expect to know what he's been getting up to, as well as where he's been going when he goes out of town. In essence, they do not know that we are even dating in the first place, which has resulted in him having to manufacture various excuses when he takes trips up to my city. He says he fully intends on telling them, but wants to wait until we're in the same place. All of this to say that I'm very happy with like 95% of our relationship, and I guess I just can't help but feel a little bit disappointed that he hasn't tried to make me more of a priority since my health scare. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Honestly, based on what you've described, your boyfriend does not sound like a good person. Like he is legitimately hiding this relationship from his friends and family, as well as other people that literally have nothing to do with his relationship. Like he couldn't even say he was dating you to his former ex. Like that is a serious red flag in my opinion. And you know what? I'm sure he does a lot of good things, but those good things do not add up or make up for all the terrible things he's actively doing. And the fact that he's acting like this, all while you're still at a long distance relationship, makes all of this even worse. It is totally unacceptable. So I think it's time to have a conversation with him and let him know exactly how you're feeling. Because the way he's treating you and the way that he's trying to hide you from everybody around him is, in my opinion, completely unacceptable. And if he wants this relationship to work out, this is something that he needs to fix as soon as possible. My girlfriend is trying to plan out our relationship, giving a specific timeline of when we're going to have kids as well as when we're going to get married. But I really feel awkward with this because we've only been dating for two months. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So we met on a dating app and we've been dating for two months now. She's honestly the sweetest, kindest person I've ever dated, but I feel like things might be moving too fast. So I'm 30 years old, I'm a homeowner and I have a career, and it took me a really long time to get where I'm at. She's 25 and on a student visa in this country to do what sounds like a really difficult master's. She also works part-time and I'm very impressed by her. She's really been there for me already. I've been like snowed under with work deadlines, home renovations, and other stuff. And I had a really terrible situation in my friendship group where I was essentially betrayed by a so-called friend. And she was there comforting me about it the entire time. She has also vented to me about her studies and other stuff that's going on. So I've been there for her as well. It's all going smoothly for the most part. But then she was complaining about her roommate and I asked her when her lease was up. She said by the end of the year. Then a few days later, out of nowhere, she said while staying over, I just wish we could be together every day. I found this to be cute, but then she went to say how she'll move into my place at the end of the year, stating that there's no point of me moving into my own place for three months. And I asked her why it would be three months, and she said that most couples move in with each other after a year, so she wouldn't be renting alone for long anyways. So I politely but firmly put my foot down, and I said to her, okay, it feels like you're deciding this for me. It is my house, and I'm not even ready to discuss living together yet. We've only been dating for two months. And when I said that, she apologized. And she said that she just thought when I asked her when her lease was up that she thought I was hinting at us living together. So we cleared that up right away. Then a couple of weeks later we went away for the weekend, which was my birthday present for her. She told me she was worried she was pregnant. Now, I knew this would be very unlikely because she has an implant and we are very careful with that sort of thing. I waited calmly as she did the test and then we tried to move on with the day. But she then told me if it would have been positive, she would have kept it. And I then said, well, it's your body and it's your choice. She then tried to get more of an answer out of me. And the thing is, on our first date, she asked me if I ever wanted marriage or kids. And I said yes in the future with the right person. So it's not like I had left my intentions unknown for any reason in this relationship. But I said to her, I'm relieved that it was negative because I'm not emotionally, mentally or financially ready to be a parent at this moment in my life and I honestly won't be for several years. So she said to me, okay, yeah, same here. I was thinking in like two years though. I said to her, why is there a timeline? You're only 25 years old. For me, it's more like five years from now, but I can't think that far ahead. We barely know each other and we need to let these milestones happen naturally over the course of our relationship. Now, when I said that, she started crying and I said, I understand, but I'm really disappointed in your reaction. As a 30-year-old man with my stuff together, 
I thought you would react more responsibly. And I reiterated that I'm just being honest as to where I stand. It's just like she keeps asking me when we're going to spend some quality time together and keeps reassuring me that her implant is working. But it honestly feels very overwhelming. I can tell that she perhaps feels a bit insecure, but I feel like the magic and the spark might already be very damaged now. Just knowing that she has a timeline in her head and at such an early age really kind of freaks me out a little bit. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. I don't know about you, but it kind of sounds like she wants him to get her pregnant. I mean, the way she's acting is super sketchy, and this just does not sound right in the slightest. Not to mention the fact that she does not understand or respect your boundaries in the slightest. I mean, seriously, you've only been dating two months. You barely know her in the first place, and she's freaking out that you aren't on board with what she has planned for you. So it sounds like you two have very different goals, and in my opinion, I think it's time to look at this relationship quite seriously. Because if I was with someone who was trying to claim that they were pregnant, just to try and see what my reaction would be, as well as trying to set up my life for me, despite the fact that I've only known them for two months, I would be very wary about her actual intentions. But hopefully for the sake of your relationship, you two can figure something out. Because from the sounds of it, you two have very different goals in mind. My entitled boss claims that if I don't like her decisions, I can quit. So as a bit of malicious compliance, as well as some revenge, I embarrass her in front of the entire office and then immediately put in my two weeks notice, completely humiliating her in the process and putting her in her place. Here's what happened. So at my last job, my boss by the name of Karen, that's not her real name, absolutely hated me. She turned everything into a competition. She mocked me publicly. She took credit for my work. She divulged my personal medical information in front of all of our coworkers. She was cruel. And needless to say, I avoided her as much as I could. So now that the stage is set, here's the context. At the end of 2020, the coronavirus was blazing. I had just had my first baby and I was a nervous wreck my entire pregnancy, working from home and being extra careful. After maternity leave, which was disgustingly short by the way, I had returned to the office with some precautions set in place. My boss became crueler to me over those first few weeks back and suddenly announced that regardless of my negative feelings towards it, she had decided we all had to attend this training in another state. Keep in mind that there was a mandatory two-week stay-at-home quarantine in place for anyone coming back to my state. But my boss fully planned on ignoring those quarantines and demanding we all would return to the office as soon as we got back. I was carrying a heavy workload and pulling a lot of the weight around the office. I also had some rank in the office. So I felt fully comfortable expressing my deep concerns to Karen, telling her that it was peak COVID season and that I had a newborn baby to worry about. I expressed I simply didn't feel comfortable going in the middle of a global pandemic and asked her if there was a remote training I could attend instead. She firmly and adamantly insisted that there was no remote training and informed me that I could quit if I was upset with her decisions. It's important to note that she insisted this for weeks, even claiming to have contacted the training organization to make sure. So I decided on the spot after that meeting that I would be quitting, but I needed to check my boxes first, which took me a few weeks to figure out. Some time after this meeting and her incessant insistence that there was no remote training, it finally occurred to me to check with the organization putting on the training and ask them to clarify if there truly was a remote training or not. I did. And lo and behold, there was. And they had been offering it for months. I asked them to email this information to me directly. So now's the time to figure out how to use this valuable information, right? Well, wrong. As soon as I step back into the office, Karen starts fake empathizing with me out of nowhere in front of all of our co-workers, saying she really wished she didn't need to force me to go 
go to this training. So I said to her, if you feel so bad, let me go to the remote training then instead. She looked at me in surprise and her face turned beet red. Before she could fight me, I pulled up the email with the information and read it aloud to all of my co-workers. No one said a thing. They all just stared, wide-eyed at her while she blubbered like a fool. Long story short, after I pulled a fast one on her, I pulled her into a private meeting and I gave my notice. She was horrified because as I stated prior, I carried a lot of work around the office. But you know what? It all comes back to what she said. I could quit if I didn't like her decisions. So that's exactly what I did and she absolutely regretted that. What an awful manager. Like seriously, what a piece of work. She not only targets you specifically at work and treats you like garbage on a daily basis, but she also lies to everybody in the office just to force them to go out of state. Karen sounds like an absolutely bitter individual and that must have been absolutely miserable working for her. But you know what? You got the last laugh at the end of the day because you absolutely got her back in a beautiful way, embarrassing her in front of the entire office and basically showing everyone that no, she does not care about you and she's going to lie to your face if it best serve her weird and twisted purposes. So hopefully in the future, as she's scrambling to find somebody to replace you and the work that you did, she treats them with a little bit more respect. That way she can avoid all the trouble that I'm sure you caused her. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.